Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Today, this is the second final week, if that makes sense. Second final, second last week is probably the correct way to say that. Second last week of EHS. I really hope that you are getting lots out of this. Um, EHS has just been so good for myself personally. And so we have one more week after this. And how many of you enjoyed this past week's lesson that I'm about to talk on now? How many people are just kind of like, this one really helped? A few people in the room. Yeah, it's just, it was such a good lesson on, and we're going to talk about um, I'm just going to shorten the title, but becoming a mature adult, becoming a mature adult. And I know everyone in the room, none of us would want to go, no, no, I'm actually an immature adult. Uh, we may think that, or somebody may think that about you, but none of us really want to confess I'm an immature adult. Now, I will confess there are moments that I am definitely immature, um, and I might as well confess that, because whether you're in the room or watching online, you're probably going, well, Chad, actually... Um, and so we all like to laugh, we like to have a good time, but through this lesson, I feel like we are able to understand um, what it's like to become a mature Christian. Become a mature Christian. And a mature Christian for me is someone, and Peter said it in the study, who loves God and loves people. And we actually can't do one without the other. For us to truly love people, we need God's love in us. And if we really have God's love in us, and we really love God, we will love people. You know, in Jesus' times, the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, they tried to trap him. They tried to, like, um, get him in trouble. And so they asked him, hey, Jesus, hey, Rabbi, what's the greatest commandment? And in John uh, John 13, 34 and 35, he says this, A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, Jesus was all about love. He said to us that the greatest commandment was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says a new command. Love one another as I have loved you. Now, how did he love us? He laid his life down for us. Doesn't that take our understanding of loving each other to a different level? Because see here, he doesn't clarify and say, love your family as I have loved you. Because many of us in this room, if I said, hey, if you're supposed, to, you're supposed to lay your life down for your family, most of us would be like, oh, of course. But he doesn't say that. He says, lay, he says, love one another. So that's Everybody. And I love the fact that he challenges and says this, by this everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. See, Jesus never called us to be Christians. He never asked you to be a Christian. He asked you to be a Christ follower. He asked you to be a disciple. And when you read through the scriptures, you'll see what he calls his disciples to. And do you know that your neighbors, your co-workers will know that you are a disciple of Christ by the way You love the way you love one another. So let me ask you a question, and if you're online, you can comment in the chat area. But in this room, I'd love to hear some comments from you. 
what are ways that you can love others? What are ways you can love others? Go ahead, let me hear some. Be a good listener. Take initiative. Help those who are in need. Pardon? Help them? Hug. Sorry, mask. I know, I realize I hear everybody but my own spouse. That's like just such a great example that, hey, if you look at your bulletin, we're doing a marriage course. Um, (laughs) Hug them. Yes, out of COVID. But in your own family, a hug can solve a lot. I'll probably have to hug her later. What else? What can you do? Somebody just say smile. Yeah, smile. Even with a mask, you can smile with your eyes. But come on, this shouldn't be as hard as what we're making it here. Unless you're being really shy, you should know how to love people. Write a note. note. How many people still encourage getting a little card or letter in the mail? And it could be a simple thinking of you, praying for you. And it just brightens somebody's day. You could drop it in your neighbor's mailbox. These are the ways that we are called. See, love is so important to God. Because scripture actually tells us that God is love. It's not what he does. It's who he is. So therefore, it should be who we are. If I am supposed to look like Christ, I should look lovingly which I think I do this morning. I don't know why there's so much laughter. But we're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to be caring. Without love, Paul actually tells us that not only are we nothing, but we have nothing. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, As in 12, he's talking about spiritual gifts. And then in 14, he talks about spiritual gifts. And all of a sudden, in the middle, he talks about love. And I know we read 1 Corinthians 13 at marriages and weddings and stuff like that. But it actually was not intended for that. It was actually written in a case of leadership. A case of how we are supposed to balance our spiritual gifts. And here's what it talks about. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So if you're trying to figure out why you can't share Jesus with your co-workers or why they're not responding or with your neighbors, are you actually loving them? And I mean... If they tell you that something's wrong, if they tell you something bad is happening, and you kind of just go, well, I'll be praying for you, but maybe it's a simple need of, they just need some groceries. You know, oh, I was hoping to cut my lawn on Saturday, but my lawnmower broke, and so I hope to get to it next week. You should be firing up your lawnmower within a few minutes and cutting their lawn. This is just being Jesus. Answering prayers that you can answer. When you're praying for your neighbor to, to feel God's presence, to feel God, your coworker to feel God's presence in their lives, 
Lord, just reveal yourself. He could be in heaven going, I'm trying to use you to do that. And I know, understand the balance on this statement, but God could be saying, stop praying to me and start loving them. And then they will see me. Understand you're supposed to still pray. But what are we praying for that we're actually the answers for? If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries, all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. How powerful is that? If you can pray and move a mountain, but you don't love somebody, the Bible tells us that we're nothing. We're nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast. But I do not have love. I gain nothing. I gain nothing. Paul is telling us that our spiritual gifts, our abilities, mean nothing if we don't love people. If we don't love people. It's hard to share about Jesus' love when we're jerks. It's kind of a straight way to say it. And if you're miserable looking all the time and grumpy all the time, and then you tell them about the joy of Jesus, they may not want your joy. I don't mean we have to fake it all the time and be happy all the time and and joyful, but... Even in our hardship, we're supposed to still have the joy of the Lord. And that's what draws people. It shares Christ's love with people. Everything we need to do, we need to do in love. Now, Peter says in the book with EHS, he says that we need to love, but we also need to have boundaries. And so I don't want you to hear me this morning just talking about, you know what, if, if somebody asks for something, you got to do it. If somebody says this, you got to do it. We have to have a healthy balance in our lives. And this is what it talks about being a mature believer. This message isn't about loving others and not making room or energy for your own family. Because every time, this is a lesson for us to know with our work and outside of our work and just in our regular lives, every time we say yes to something, we're actually saying no to something else. And so we do need to have a balance. But don't let that balance be an excuse not to do what God's asking you to do. We need to remember that Jesus says, love God with everything we have. And we love people, we love God. And if we have God's love in us, then we will automatically love people. The closer we are to God, the more it just comes out of us to love other people. We talked about this just a few minutes ago when Jesus answered them in Matthew 22, 37 says, Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws... All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. These are the things. When Jesus is asked, what's the greatest? How many of you know that we should probably all of a sudden go, shh, listen. What is he answering? What is the greatest commandment? What is the thing that we should do? 
we should all quiet and listen. Love God with everything you have and love your neighbors. How do we love our neighbors? James 1, uh, 27 says this, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphans and the widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. We love the orphans and widows. We meet needs. We meet needs in our community with our neighbors, with our coworkers. Even just this past month in February, the youth, they blessed ShelterLink by doing a fundraiser. And if you notice, ever since, Pastor Carl is hiding in his office on Sunday mornings. But if you see him, he is very blonde. But whatever we have to do to raise awareness and draw attention to needs, we do. And we actually have something coming for the month of April, so stay tuned next week as we announce different ways that we can help in our community. But being an emotionally healthy adult means that we love others. Paul talks about love in his letter to the Roman church. And in Romans 12, 9, he says this. Love must be sincere. You can't fake loving somebody. You can't walk out of here today and say, well, Chad said to love my neighbors, so I'm going to do this. You can't do it and be miserable about it. There's a joy that comes in. And, and if you're not sure about the joy, just start serving others. When you begin to serve others and love on others, there's automatically a joy that begins to come out of you because guess what you begin to see beyond yourself. And it's amazing that when we see beyond ourselves, we begin to see how blessed we actually are. We see how blessed we actually are. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So while we are supposed to have boundaries, we are still called to honor one another above ourselves. How do we bless somebody? Sacrificially. We don't really bless somebody until it's sacrifice, until it hurts. Because if I'm blessing you, but it doesn't cause any sacrifice in my life, I'm just doing what is comfortable. It goes to another level when there's sacrifice involved. He goes on in Romans 12, verse 13, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Now I know we're in a year of, well, Chad, we can't really practice hospitality. Yeah, we still can. We still can. Because we can still get together. The weather's getting nicer. So yes, watch your distance. Watch all that kind of stuff. But still, you can meet together. I can still buy you a coffee. I can still buy this random person behind me in the drive through coffee. We can still practice hospitality. We can call in and check and see how each other are doing. We can send a card. We can send a letter. We can smile at people. We can say hello. We can be loving. We can check in, ask how they're doing, and actually take time to listen to them. Romans 12, he continues in verse 14. Blessed, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As we love others, loving those who love us is easy. If you love me, it's easy for me to love you back. It's the ones who persecute, it's the ones who insult, it's the ones who make fun of, it's the ones who criticize. Those are the ones we're called to love. Because that is the challenging part. We're supposed to pray blessing on them. We're supposed to pray God's love on them. How many, even if I just talk about praying for those who persecute you, how many immediately in your head you can think of somebody already? Right, if we're honest, how many of us are like, yeah, I should probably be praying for that person. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take 10 seconds, and you're going to take a moment and pray a blessing over them. So here, just right now, everybody, that person that's in your head, let's take 10 seconds and pray just a quick blessing over their lives. Amen. Sometimes that fast of a prayer is what God is asking you to do. And it didn't hurt that bad. And the more you do it, the more it will come easier. And when we pray blessing upon them, it will actually relieve what we carry on us because we're handing it over to God. When we show love to other people, it shows Jesus. And so how do you love your neighbors? How do you love your coworkers? How do you love the ones that we just prayed for? Well, luckily, Paul continues in 1 Corinthians 13 as he's writing about love. And this is the part that we read at weddings. So many of you know, and as I start to read it, do me a favor, don't fly through it. Concentrate on it. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is how we love others. We're patient with them. We're kind to them. But we're genuinely kind. We actually mean it. We're happy for them. We're not envious. We don't boast. We don't try to one-up them. If somebody tells you a story of something that's happened in their life and they're excited about it, even though you have another story, maybe now's not the time to share it and just be celebrating with them what God has done. 
We honor others. We don't get angry with them. See, here's the thing that we don't understand in our society today, especially right now. Do you know that I don't have to get angry with you and I can honor you and I can love you and we can be friends and still disagree on things? We don't have to agree on everything. And we can still be friends. We can still have conversations. But in our world today, we have this understanding that if, if we disagree with one another, then we can't be friends, we can't get along, because if you disagree with me, you must hate me. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. We can disagree and still love one another, still honor each other. We need to be respectful to one another, and we can still love See, Romans 14, verse 1, Paul writes this, Accept the ones whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. See, when we read this and we automatically go, okay, so we don't have to agree, we can respect those whose faith is weak, here's what you have to realize, because immediately, if you're like me, when you read that, you immediately go, oh yeah, that other person's faith is probably a little bit weaker, so I'll just show respect and love to them and we can still get along, which is good. But I want you to know the other person in the same conversation is thinking the same thing about you. So we enter these conversations with humility and honor for each other and respect. And on the other side of it, we, it's okay to disagree. And we can still hang out and talk about other things. And we can still love one another. So how do we love? We go back to 1 Corinthians 13. We don't bring up past hurts. We don't keep records of wrong. We, don't, we deal with the past, so therefore we don't filter everything through the past hurts. And this is why EHS is so important that we can go back and go, oh, I realized that when they said this, they weren't meaning this, but I heard this because of this in my life. And so I have to deal with this so I can move forward. We're not happy or excited when someone else... We love to gossip, but then we make it all feel better because we say, well, let's pray about them. Let's pray for them. And we call it a prayer meeting. When really it was a gossip meeting. And so we need to make sure that we're not gossiping about other people. Have hope and perseverance in relationships. And here's the big one. If you're not sure what to do, you love because love never fails. When you love on somebody else, it's hard for them to get angry. It's hard to dispute with somebody who's loving you. It's hard to argue and be upset when somebody continues to show love and mercy. Be there for others. Ask yourself even right now, how can you encourage someone today. Because remember, Jesus said this in John 13, a new command I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So here's what I want you to do. 
A lot of times we'll take two minutes and stuff. But two minutes in here isn't going to affect anything out there in this, in this topic. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around this room. And if you're online, I want you to think about your neighbors around you. And here's what I want you to think about. In this room right now, who can you love on today? A word of encouragement? A coffee? Who can you treat to lunch? Maybe giving them a gift card for gas. Maybe sending someone a card this week. Or maybe on your way home, you're going to go through a drive through and maybe pay for somebody's order behind you. It doesn't have to be cash, a letter, a card, a word of encouragement. But who in this room right now can you encourage and love on today? Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. And every day when you wake up, you ask the Lord, who do you need me to encourage today? Because if you're honest, you're really hoping that he's probably putting your name on somebody else's heart. So who can you love on? We are called to love others. Here's the big one. With no expectation of anything in return. So when you begin to look for different ways each day, every day, to bless someone and show God's love, it then will stir in you a deeper place with God. and It will pull you deeper in a relationship with him. So bless somebody today. Let's pray. Father, help us to love others. Lord, help us to be patient with them. Help them to be patient with us. Lord, help us to be kind to them where we are actually genuinely kind. Lord, help us to be happy for them. When they get something that we've been praying for, help us to be genuinely happy for them and celebrate with them. Lord, help us not to try to one-up each other. Let us celebrate. Help us to honor others above ourselves, Lord. Lord, help us not to get angry. Lord, help us not to bring up past hurts. Lord, let us not celebrate somebody else's shortcoming. Lord, help us to protect others. Help us to lovingly shut down gossip. Lord, help us to have hope and perseverance in relationships that may be stressed right now. Lord, help us to remember and to lean on and strengthen ourselves that, Lord, when we're not sure what to do, that love never fails. Help us to be there for others the way we want others to be there for us. And Lord, help us to encourage somebody today. Help us not to wait. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an incredible day. And find somebody to encourage and love. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast that's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.